What is going on guys and welcome to the second ever episode of the Lean365 podcast with Chris Wright. Now I'm really excited to take you on this journey. I hope you enjoyed the first one um, and it gave you a little bit of an insight into my background, why I started this whole thing, a couple of uh, little embarrassing stories there for you um, and just generally uh, why I wanted to get this podcast started. So you'll probably see the trend for uh, a lot of the upcoming episodes. It's not going to be scripted. Um, of course, I'm going to make a few bullet points. I want to make sure that I'm giving concise information. But, you know, generally I like to speak from the heart. I like to speak freely. Um, and I think this really gets my points across. So I've got some really uh, exciting guests planned as well. Um, I think there's going to be a huge wealth of knowledge on this podcast from some of the people that I've got lined up. Um, but of course, if there are people uh, that you think would you would take massive value from, then please reach out, let me know. Um, and I'll do my absolute best to get them on here as well. So today's episode, what I wanted to talk about is... A couple of things. Firstly, what's required to get in great shape? What's actually required to build a great body, to take your confidence to that next level, um, to really go after things in life? But the most important thing, what's required to stay in shape? There's such a difference between these two things. And I didn't even really know this uh, in my first few years of training. You know, I always just thought it's about getting lean, it's getting shredded. And that's, you know, that's pretty much it. We can just be happy about that after. Uh, we can carry on, we can go back to our old ways. When the work is done, it's done. Um, and this is just you know, so far from the reality of it all. Um, and it's really since uh, taking coaching to the next level, building FitLab, um, working with some amazing clients, um, having gone, gone through the process and messed this up, uh, it's really given me the tools and knowledge to uh, give you guys the full perspective of, what, of what's required. So I wanted to start off with the crazy statistic. Uh, you may have actually already heard this one before in terms of 95% of diets supposedly fail. Now, whilst I do think that this statement is a little bit of a myth. Um, really, can we actually you know, quantify that 95% of diets are failing? How can we even you know, take into account how many people are actually dieting? It's a very difficult statistic, but I think to be honest, it still speaks a lot of truths. Um, the study itself stated that 1,000 people attempted a diet within five years, 95% uh, of those people hadn't lost any weight. Okay, so there is a statistic there. Whether, we, uh, whether it's the truth, we'll never know, but... The, the point is diets typically don't work and lots of people that do them, they start with the best intentions. Maybe they do get the result, they lose the weight, whatever that might be, restriction, fad diet, but they don't keep the result. And for me, like, what's the point in actually putting the work in to get somewhere and then going back to your old ways after? I think it's the most defeating thing to have seen the changes that you can make, um, to have a body that you genuinely are happy about. And then all of a sudden you go back to your old ways again and and there's only so, matter, uh, so many times you can do this before your own self-belief gets so damaged that you kind of just accept what you are um, and you don't want to make those positive changes anymore. So I think it's so important to understand this um, and actually really make sure that when you do diet, you have the intentions, you have the knowledge, you have the understanding to actually be able to keep this weight off for the long run. Because let's be honest, guys, people spend their whole life dieting. Genuinely, like how many people start a diet, fall off it, start a diet? Years have gone past and people are still dieting again. You know, this whole diet culture just goes on and on and on and on. Um, and I just want to put an end to it. Um, I say this to all of our clients at FitLab. We diet once, we do it properly, um, and we don't have to diet again. That's the reality of it. You know, we don't diet for the rest of our lives. It's a means to an end. Um, and I think this is just something that people don't understand. You know, this is why all these fad diets, uh, they, they make money. This is why they've got businesses. is because they rely on people's failures. They rely on people to make mistakes, to have to try another diet. Uh, and this is where things go wrong. 
So today's episode, I'm not going to talk about the fads. I'm not going to talk about the the, the errors, the wrong ways of dieting. I'm probably going to save that for another episode. Um, what I really want to talk about today is is that full journey, um, what's required, and also some of the reasons why we fail. So I believe there's to be three big reasons really why people with their why people fail with their dieting attempts. Okay, so the first one is is lack of understanding of the journey. Okay, people don't actually understand uh, what is it. What happens after eight weeks? What happens after 12 weeks, 16 weeks, 20 weeks? Like, is this a continuum? Is there an end to it? Uh, And I think people's self-belief here and and, and a lack of understanding is is really what holds people back. People just assume that if they can diet for 12 weeks, then they've got to the end of it and they don't have to do anything after. They think they can go back to their old ways. People diet for 12 weeks and then they end up in no man's land um, and they don't really know what's next. And I think this is one of the biggest reasons why people fail because they don't know exactly what's to come and there's just a lack of knowledge and understanding there. So this is something I'm going to really talk about today, take you guys through the journey of what I believe to be uh, how to get from A to B uh, and really have that forever result and take you through the systems and strategies that we use at FitLab to actually solidify that result. The second one is is lack of belief, the what and the how. People don't actually understand you know, that you can actually diet in a way in which it's not going to be miserable, it's not going to be restrictive. It's not this hellhole that people think that's actually there. People think that to have a six pack and walk around at low body fat, you have to be a boring bastard and not ever be able to go out and have a pint, not be able to uh, have a takeaway at the weekend. And naturally, people don't want that life. Of course they don't. People want to be able to enjoy the niceties of it. So naturally, people decide that the diet's not for them and this lifestyle's not for them because they want to be able to actually have uh, a life that they enjoy. Well, I'm here to tell you guys that you can have both those things. Can you go out and have 10 pints at the weekend in a vindaloo? Probably not. But can you actually enjoy... Uh, having a takeaway, going out with the family, going out with the boys, the girls, um, going on holiday, you know, not tracking your food, but for, you know, 60, 70% of the year um, and still staying in shape, of course you can. Um, and I think that this lack of belief is is really what holds people back. Um, they don't understand that essentially they can have their cake and eat it, um, but it's definitely an earned right. It's not something you just get from day one. It is something we genuinely do have to earn. And the last reason really is, it's lack of reasoning. People don't have a strong enough why or they don't identify what that why is at the start. They don't actually have a strong reason to want to make change. This is something that I just draw out of clients at the start of FitLab every single time. Hammer the home to them. I say to them, why do you want this? Why do you want to change? Like, What is the actual underpinning reason here that has you know got you on the phone right now? That's got you to sign up with me? Like, There must be an actual reason there. And I think people aren't clear enough what that is. You know, people come to me and they say, look, I've got a holiday in eight weeks. I want to get shredded for it. That's cool. But what happens after that holiday? You know, is there a reason why you want to stay in shape? We need to go past the, the shallow surface here. You need to think really, really, really clearly. Why do you want to change? Everyone's got their own personal whys. Whether you decide to share that, that's totally up to you. But it's important to have an actual reasoning as to why you want to make a change. Because if you don't have a deep reason, you're not clear on that purpose, then of course you're going to fall off track. When things get hard, do you really think without a why you're going to be able to carry on? No, absolutely not. So it's important to really get clear on that. You know, and this could be so many different reasons. Um, my why was simple. You know, why is it that I decided to, to, to get started? Why is it I've decided to stay in shape for the last 10 years? It's simple to me. It's because like, it's my job. I'm here to inspire people. I'm here to motivate people. Um, I'm here to, to show people that they can have a flexible lifestyle while staying in great shape, whilst having abs, whilst having a six pack. So my why is so simple that if I don't carry myself to a whole stand, a high standard, then you know I'm letting myself down. Um, so this is this for me. I don't need motivation. You know, I don't need to be motivated to get shit done. I'm disciplined. 
I have a strong why and, and I go after it. Um, and I think everyone else has got, you know, they've got their own reasons. Maybe you're a sporty dad. Maybe you want to set an example to your kids. Uh, you want to be, you know, that father that people look up to. You know, the DILF, <laughs> the, the, guy is, the guy is in great shape. You know, that's a strong reason for, to be why. Um, you know, maybe it's the same, but it's because you want to be the sporty mum. Um, you know, maybe it's because you want to have a, a fulfilling a relationship. Maybe it's because you want your partner to, you know, genuinely look at you and, and, and have that attraction. Um, you know, we can't force it, guys. Sometimes that is the reality we have to face. You know, people that are close to us, of course, they're going to say to us that, you know, that the, the, the attraction is still there physically. But at the end of the day, like, you can't be forced. Uh, and I think that having a why and thinking about why is this important to you? Um, and there's, there's millions of reasons why it could be. I'm not on this podcast to, to, to sit here and go through that. That's something that's going to be personal to you. Um, and it's something that you need to kind of think about. But, you know, find out your why. Why do you want to get started? Um, and that goes on to my next point. That is, <laughs> this is the question you've got, to, you've got to ask yourself before you get started. Okay, like before we get started on the journey, there's a few steps that I'd always take. And I think that the one that I get clients to write down, the one that I get clients to be clear on, it is that why. So if you haven't got one already, take five minutes, pause the podcast now, have a think about it. Um, and, and just really get clear on what that reason is, is why you want to get started in your fitness journey. Who do you want to become? Why do you want to become that person? And I think that when you actually understand that why, guess what? Things get a damn sight easier. You know, you're not forcing things anymore. You've got a reason to be getting up and doing your steps. You've got a reason to be getting to the gym. Uh, you've got a reason to, to eat better at the weekends. Um, and I think having that why is just super important. Okay, the next thing you need to do is set a long-term goal. Like that That's, you know, goal setting. We're always told this is a thing to do, but Genuinely, without a goal, it's just a wish. You know, we don't have something there that we're actually trying to achieve. We need something tangible, something that's actually going to give us purpose and, and give us, uh, you know, something to work towards. So, what is that long-term goal? You know, what weight do you want to get to? How do you want to look? Why do you want to look that way? Who is it you want to become? Um, and you need to get really, really clear on that. Um, clear on the goal and and, and what it is that's going to get you there. And the next bit is actually setting more of a short-term goal. So, what I sometimes see with clients, especially at FitLab. Um, is there's overwhelm, you know, there, there's lack of self-belief at the start. You know, I say that someone kinds up and says, you know, I need to lose three stone, I want to get shredded. Do they actually believe they're going to get there from from that, from the phone call that I have with them? Maybe not. So, you know, what we need to do is really start setting some short-term goals. Okay, so potentially it is just, what's the goal after 90 days? What do we want to try and achieve in that first 90-day period? Um, and write it down, get clear on what that is, and having that short-term goal in place, that's going to really build momentum. Okay, it's something that's a lot easier to attain. It's not overwhelming. It's not going to cause anxiety, but it's achievable. So a short-term goal is absolutely essential as well. So get clear on that. And the last thing I believe uh, is accountability. It really is accountability. And this isn't necessarily from a coach. Um, although, let's be honest, having a coach for accountability is probably going to be the, uh, the gold standard. But just generally having someone to be held accountable towards it's so, so important. Um, you know, and this could be your partner. This could be your friends. This could be your parents. But I think you need to tell them what your goals are. You need to go and have that conversation with someone and say, look, this is what I want to achieve. This is why I want to achieve it. Hold me to a high standard. Make sure I get it done. And even if that is checking in with them every week, you know, saying to them, look, this is what I've done this week. This is my weight this week. This is what I'm doing this weekend. This might sound like it's a little bit stupid, but you cannot hold yourself to the high standard yourself. Very few of us can, including myself. Uh, I've got a coach. I've got a coach in lots of different areas of my life. And that's because I want to be held to a high standard. I want to have accountability. So generally, if you want to achieve your goals in life, you need accountability. And if right now the time is not for you to be able to get a coach, which is, is absolutely fine, 
get some external accountability from somewhere else. Whether that's a friend, family, person, whoever it might be, you need some accountability. And I think that's an absolute essential in terms of getting to where you want to be with your body. So next up, I want to talk about the phases. Okay, so they're the things I believe you need to get started. Next up, you need to really break down this journey. So the way that we do it at FitLab is we have our four Ps. Okay, our 4P process, which is what get clients from A to B. Um, and this is essentially really breaking down that journey and seeing it as more of just a dieting phase. This isn't just a weight loss. This isn't just, you know, let's set a weight target when you get there, it's job done. Because that's the, the problem people have. They don't understand that the diet is not the end of the road. The diet is a checkpoint. It's a phase. It's not the end of the road. And put it this way. If you just diet and you get to a weight target, like, and you don't know what happens next, that's where you hit no man's land. That's where you don't know what to do afterwards. And this is why uh, the crazy statistic, which, you know, we're never going to know is whether it's true, so, uh, true or not, that, that that's why it's there because people gain weight after. So the four phases that we work on, okay, as soon as a client gets started, we put them through what's called our priming phase. So this is essentially building back and getting them in control of their day again. Now, most people, when they decide to make a commitment to get in shape, Let's be honest, they're not ready to fully commit to a diet yet, most likely. They've probably got very little structure in their day, they're probably very disorganized, food is very sporadic, poor quality of food, uh, step count isn't there, gym sessions aren't getting done. You know, if I just come in and say to someone, right, we're going to do, you know, this, that and the other uh, over the next 12 weeks, uh, it's going to become overwhelming. So I believe that every single person needs to go through some form of priming phase as soon as they get started with their fitness journey. Um, and this is just essentially regaining control of your day again, getting structure in place, getting routine in place. Like, it's so, so important. If we're not in control of our day, we're not in control of our actions, then nothing's going to change. We're just in this constant reactive state all the time um, and just bouncing off the walls. Guess what? Nothing is going to change. So it's about becoming proactive. It's about setting uh, non-negotiables in place, building that structure uh, and generally just going through that for the first two to four weeks. And of course, you lose weight in that period. I'm not saying you don't naturally, you know, just from doing these things, of course, you're going to start seeing huge wins in terms of scale weight, in terms of physical. But I think it's so important to actually have that prime in place to begin with. Um, and it's also so important to get clear on what those non-negotiables are. Okay, like this is the a fundamental part of it. We want to try and get these process goals set in place. Okay, like I said a second ago, outcome goals, they can become quite overwhelming. You can start to, to lack a bit of self-belief sometimes if you set yourself a big goal and a, a, you know, a big deadline, are you going to get there? So I believe it's so important in the priming phase to really break this down and think, right, what are my process goals? What do I need to do every single day that's going to move that needle forward as little as it might, might be? Um, and at FitLab, all our clients have got their transformation checklist. So they've got the six to seven to eight things that you know, they need to do every single day, bullet pointed down. This is what you need to do. 10,000 steps. You need to eat this amount of protein. You need to eat this amount of calories. You need to drink this amount of water. And I think when you write these things down, you know, whether you write it on your fridge, whether you write it on your notes on your phone, you, you, you write it down on a piece of paper, whatever it is, that holds you to a much better standard. There's studies that have been shown that if you write something down, it's much more likely that you're going to do it. So I think having these non-negotiables in place, this transformation checklist, it is so important. And that priming phase is what it's all there for. It's about building structure, building routine, getting in control of your day again, and setting up what those non-negotiable processes are that you need to get done every single day. And when you master that, which could be within the first two weeks, it could take up to six weeks. That's when you're ready to get fully invested in the journey. That's where you've, 
you've passed your initial phase and you're ready to get fully get to work. So that's phase one. Next up, our clients go through what's called the process phase. So this is essentially the dieting phase. This is where clients aim to get in the absolute shape of their life. Okay, and I think with this one, it's absolutely key to have a goal weight. You have to have something to work towards. You have to have a date you're going to work there as well. I think that naturally, Parkinson's law, as humans, we put things off. We don't want to work to deadlines. So I think if we want to actually get the job done, then we need to make sure that we set a deadline, we create urgency, and we actually set a a goal weight that we're going to get to, a definitive number we're going to actually try and get to. We want to make sure that it's clear, that it's there, that, that we know, you know, this is roughly how long it should take me to get there. Um, and we have a way of working this out of Fit Lab. You know, usually for clients, roughly like how much weight are we going to be aiming to lose each week? It's normally about 1%. Okay, 1% of your weight is a realistic amount of weight loss that should be derived mainly from body fat, should be holding muscle tissue. Um, and it, you know, it's a realistic amount. So naturally from there, from working out their weight target, from using that 1% metric, where we can start to get very, very, very clear in terms of a roadmap, in terms of clarity, and we can actually set a target to work towards. And that's one of the most important parts of the process phase. If you just say, look, you know, I want to lose a couple of stone, it could take you two months, it could take you two years. You know, how, how long is it actually going to take you to get there? You need to set deadlines. You need to create urgency. You need to set a deadline and you need to make sure that, you know, that is written down as well, which is super important. And the last thing of the, the process phase is consistency. Consistency is absolutely key. And you probably hear about this all the time. But if we are not consistent with our diet, or with our training, or with anything, nothing changes. You know, we always uh, we always see people that you know they start off very very well. Uh, we get that amazing honeymoon period of our fat loss where we're engaged, we're motivated, <laughs> we're, we're seeing results, we want to do more of it. But naturally, guess what happens? We hit motivation dips. We, we, we start to slack. We start to take off the, off the gas a little bit. Naturally, we get bored, and this is where you've got to be consistent. It is not easy. Of course, it's not. Of course, it's not easy to get into the shape of your life. Of course, it's not easy to get that body that you've always wanted to get lean, to get your, to get a six pack. Of course, it's not. But it's consistency that's going to get you there. And often what we think as well, and this is something that we always drill uh, as coaches across the people, is that it's not really like there's a, a huge change in terms of the process. Yes, there's things that need tweaking. Um, you know, body can start to adapt in terms of fat loss and, and this is where a coaching eye is, is fantastic in terms of making those changes but the reality is the process stays pretty much the same from A to B in terms of you know setting your calories uh, setting you activity goals um, and, and it is just a question of rinsing and repeating and I think people start to get bored they they lose you know novelty wears off people want to try something else give me some new workouts give, give me some new cardio I'm bored of the diet give me something else to eat and, and unfortunately like the changes here is what creates um, problems. You know, this is what creates people to stop making progress. It's generally just the rinsing and repeating of something consistently over time with the small changes and tweaks. That's what creates big results. So when you are in this process phase, when you are working towards getting in the absolute shape of your life, stop trying to change things. Like why would we try and fix something that's not broken? You know, you've got to be able to, to, to really ride this out. And that could be for 12 weeks, 20 weeks, 24 weeks. Generally, like everyone's dieting phase and process phase it's going to be totally independent and it's going to depend on how much body fat you've got to lose and it's going to depend on how adherent you are to the plan. Okay, if you're very adherent, if you haven't got huge amounts of body fat, yes, you could get there in eight to 12 weeks. Um, but if you're starting in a position of of being a bit more, having a bit more body fat, you know, like you, you've got more on at the weekends, you're being more social, it's probably going to take you a little bit longer to get there. But hey, guess what? That's absolutely fine. And as long as you can ride the consistency throughout, um, you're going to get great results. 
And you do not need to be perfect throughout this process. This is something that I always try and hit home to clients, especially right now. You know, I'm recording this, it's almost August. It's probably the, the, the one month of the year as fitness coaches where we see our clients take a bit of a dip. Um, and that's fine. We don't need to be perfect. But as long as we're consistent for the process, you know, we accept that we don't need to be perfect. We accept we're going to make mistakes, but we're consistent across it. We're going to get great results. And I think it's that 80 to 90% consistency that's, that's all that's needed. Like, do we need to be perfect? Do we need to do 100%? No, we don't. And re- realistically, if that's what you're trying to do, you're going to fall into that all or nothing mindset, which to be honest, is always going to be fatal anyway. So 80, 90% consistency throughout the period, throughout the process, you're going to get fantastic results. And it's absolutely key. After this, we go into what's called our peaking phase. This is what we call it at FitLab. Um, lots of people call this a reverse diet. Um, this is essentially what, what I believe to be the most important phase out of all of them. Because people don't know what it is. They don't understand it. They don't know like what, you know, what is a reverse diet? Well, I'm sure I've made it now. I've got to my weight target. Like what comes next? Um, and this is really where people go wrong. This is where people fall to shit. This is where the binges happen. Um, you know, this is where people just really, really start to struggle. They're in that no man's land and, and they don't know what's next. And if you get this phase wrong, it, very simply, you'll be dieting again. You know, this is, this is where you're going to go into to those, those cycles, the yo-yoing. You lose lots of weight, you get to where you want to be, you put it back on again. Uh, and that's what creates the yo-yo cycle that we, that we just constantly see all the time. And that's why this reverse diet phase, the, the, the peak phase, we call it a fit lab because essentially it's the peak of your journey. This is why it's, it's just so important. Um, you know, we refer to it as a peak because we say to clients, you know, this is where you're at right now. You've hit a significant checkpoint. You're at the peak of your journey, at the peak of the mountain. Guess what? Now you've got to get to the bottom again safely. Okay, we've got to get back down there uh, without obviously doing too much damage and keeping your weight where it is. So what is it that we have to do in the reverse dieting phase, in the peaking phase? Well, it's a question of trying to hold your weight. It's a question of trying to get calories back in again. It's a question of bringing your activity down to a, to a much more manageable level whilst actually holding your weight. So what you've got to realize, guys, and this is going to depend on how lean you're trying to get, what, what, what level of body fat you're trying to work towards, um, to get to your first like checkpoint in your journey, to get into the absolute shape of your life, there's going to be graft that's required. It's going to be tough. You know, you're probably going to be dieting on fairly low calories. You're probably going to be doing a, a lot of cardio. You're probably going to be doing a lot of steps. And it's not maintainable for the rest of your life. Of course, it's not maintainable. So at that stage, this is where we have to create something that is maintainable. We have to try and create some sort of foundation here that can actually be carried out. And, and this is why this phase is so, so important, because obviously people come to the end of this and they're like, fuck this. I, I can't do this anymore. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm where I want to be in my fitness now. I'm in great shape. Um, I'm, I'm going back to how I was before. This is, this, is, this is shit. And then this is obviously probably the worst thing we can do because this is where the body fat starts to come back on again. Because what we've got to remember is that our body's in such a receptive state here. It's in such a, uh, it, you know, it wants to gain weight. If you've dieted your body down to low body fat, it wants to put on weight. It wants to start uh, get, getting bigger again because you've essentially dieted it down. Like we have to remember that our body doesn't, I don't want to go on too much of a tangent here, guys, but we have to remember that our bodies don't want to lose loads of weight. Okay, weight loss is not what our body wants. Our body's aim is to keep us alive. And if it starts seeing us lose weight, then guess what? It's going to put into a bit of a resistance for that. And essentially, when we're in like the depth, the, the, the grind of our process phase, our dieting phase, we're very much fighting against our body. We're fighting against hunger. We're fighting against tiredness. But of course, it's worth to get there. 
So this is where this stage is so delicate. Your body's in a delicate position. It wants to gain body fat. You know, it wants to go back to how it was before. And this is where we've got to put in the pieces here slowly to create that forever result. So what we're aiming to do is we're aiming to get your calories back up to maintenance. We're aiming to put, put calories back in again whilst holding weight as much as possible. Now, of course, there's going to be some form of weight gain in a reverse dieting phase. That, that is just inevitable. Of course, there is. As soon as we come out of a deficit, you know, we're going to start to gain a little bit of weight. And that's absolutely fine. That's to be expected. But the goal is to try and get up to maintenance and get there in a way in which we're not gaining too much weight. It's very, very slow. Um, and I've, I've had this with clients before and, you know, we've pushed calories from, from under 2000 a day, um, you know, all the way up to 3000 with a gain of about a kilo, you know, and, and, and the clients have been absolutely amazed. They're like, I'm still shredded here. My body composition is still just as good as it was at the end of my dieting phase, but I'm eating 3000 calories a day. Like, how is this even possible? And that's, that's the power of working with your body. That's the power of slowly getting those calories back in place again um, and bringing activity down to a good enough level, uh, recovery being good. Um, and, and just generally working with your body in a way in which, you know, it, it, we're not getting the body fat back. Um, and that really is the key to the reverse diet. It's getting you to a place where you actually can manage your day-to-day fitness routine still, but you've still got a fantastic result. You've still got the body you worked hard to achieve, but it's a way in which you can actually now manage it. And it's so, so important. And typically this is going to take anywhere between about four to six, maybe even eight weeks uh, to reverse diet. Sometimes a little bit less, but generally that's how I've seen it with clients. Um, but it's so, so, so worth it. And when it's done correctly, it, it's, it's absolutely incredible. Um, like I say, that, that some of the guys, uh, girls as well, typically guys that we're working with now, uh, 3,000 calories per day plus and maintaining abs. You know, you tell me with 3,000 calories per day or 3,500 calories per day, maintaining a six pack, like you tell me the life that you could live doing that. It sounds like a bit of a dream, right? But it's achievable. And we've had so many guys do it. So the reverse dieting phase is such an essential part. And, and when it's done correctly, it generally can be life-changing because as I said at the start of this podcast, you generally can have your cake and eat it. You can generally have a lifestyle of fun, fulfilling, and, and being able to be flexible with your nutrition whilst actually holding great body composition. Um, and this is something that I've you know managed to do for such a long time myself. And this is why I know it's possible having obviously achieved it with lots of clients, but also you know walking and talking and doing this myself and, and, and having the... Uh, you know, what I believe to be good condition now for, for 10 years plus and still managing to have a, a social life and be flexible with my nutrition. So I think it's such a, an important part. And then next up, the final phase of the journey. Um, and this is the performance phase. So this is phase four. Uh, and this is essentially your muscle building phase. And it's often something that people don't really understand. They're like, well, I thought I was building muscle, you know, throughout this last 16 weeks, throughout this last 20 weeks. Um, and what we've got to remember, guys, is this. You know, when we're dieting down, when we're getting lean, like we're not gaining much muscle. We're not gaining much muscle. And even though our shape's going to change massively, we're going to look better. Like we're going to feel way, way better. We have to remember that we're not going to gain huge amounts of muscle when we're in a calorie deficit. Now, obviously for, for people that are starting out, some of you newbie lifters, people that are newer to the gym, people that have been injured or taking lots of time out, you know, you're going to gain some muscle for your calorie deficit 100%. It's not like a total no-go, but it's going to be quite slow. It's not going to be a huge amount of muscle tissue. Um, you know, sometimes people can get to the end of their dieting phase and, and, and they can feel a little bit disappointed. They can be like, you know, I thought I'd look better than this. Um, and, that, and that's fine. Now, this is the reality that like when we don't have maybe as much muscle as we thought, uh, you know, this is where the dieting is so important because we now know, right, this is where we need to start building because, you know, we, we need to get some shape and we need to get some tissue. Um, so this is what we do in the fourth phase. We prime our body. When we're at low body fat, we're ready to start building muscle mass. 
You know, and it's always that age old uh, that question that they get asked in terms of like, should I be cutting first? Should I be bulking first? This is something that guys always ask me. Um, and this is why I always believe that the dieting phase is just so important because, you know, this is essentially where we're dieting down. Uh, we're getting our body primed, ready to start building muscle mass. And we're not necessarily going to be able to do that until we start to get our body to that level. And typically for guys that's around that 10 to 12% body fat, uh, which is where we can start to then really add muscle mass. And our body's going to be in a, a much more receptive state to do that. And also you're going to start to actually see the muscle that you're adding to your physique so much more clearly because you're going to be at a much lower body fat. So this is where the the, the, the building phase comes in, the performance phase. Um, and this is just about growing strong. It's about getting strong as fuck. It's about pushing numbers up in the gym. And this is what creates the fortress and the foundation to your result. Okay, so when we're starting to add muscle mass, this is what increases our metabolism. Okay, the more muscle we've got, the more the more calories that our body burns at rest. So as soon as we start adding more muscle, we're, we're creating a, a higher maintenance for our body to be able to have more calories without gaining body fat. And this is why it's so important, so important. Because if we start having more muscle, we can eat more food. Um, and if you go into a good performance phase, a good muscle building phase, you're going to start to be able to obviously see massive effects on your physique. But more importantly, you're actually going to create a, a result that's going to be so hard to get rid of. A regression is not going to be an option uh, when you've built lots of muscle mass because your body's going to require lots more food. And this is where we start almost trying to shift a little bit from that aesthetic mindset. Okay, like We want to try and come from the aesthetic mindset of, of getting lean and getting in shape to the performance mindset. Because the aesthetic mindset is going to take care of itself if you start getting very, very, very focused in terms of performance, in terms of getting strong in the gym, setting some performance targets. So, you know, how much do I want to bench press? How much do I want to do I want to squat? How much do I want to deadlift? Set these, these goals for your performance phase. And that's what's going to massively keep you motivated in the gym. Okay, and you're almost coming away from the mindset of I'm trying to get shredded now to I'm trying to get strong as fuck. I'm trying to, you know, push push big numbers in the gym. And naturally, if you do things in the correct way, of course, you're going to stay lean anyway. I'd like to think I'm a big advocate of this. Um, I do not believe in the whole dirty bulking and, and having to get fat to grow muscle mass. It's absolute bollocks. You know, we can still gain muscle mass whilst having a very lean aesthetic physique and still being athletic all round. Um, and that's generally what we want to be trying to do in the performance phase. And I think everyone's performance phase is going to be different. Like some people get to the end of their diet and if you've got a little bit more muscle already, you're happy with where things are at. It may be that the, the, the performance phase isn't as necessary and, and that's where you, know, you can start to live at maintenance. Um, and, and generally, you, you don't need to go into that specific focus in terms of building muscle mass. Um, but what I always like to say to people is fitness is a continuum. You know, it's a continuum in terms of building muscle, losing body fat, and just generally getting, getting stronger and just getting better every single day. There's never an end date to it. There's never uh, a destination. It's a journey. Um, and this is kind of the, the way that we look at it at FitLab. So I hope this makes sense, guys. Um, I hope you've kind of understood here about the four phases that generally we like to push clients through. And, and this isn't just the, the Fit Lab way. This is generally the, the transformation process to get you a forever result. Okay, all these four things that I've mentioned here uh, and just everything in general, it's, it's, it's what's needed to get you in shape and get you to stay in shape for the rest of your life. So you can't skip any of these phases. Um, you know, you, you've got to have that mindset that's progressive, um, that this is a journey. Uh, and, you know, and you're not going to get to where you want to be in eight to 12 weeks, even 16 weeks. Uh, generally, people think that they can reach their fitness goals in such a short space of time. And what we've got to remember is from months, from years of potential neglect to your health and your fitness to, for, to see the weight gain, to see, you know, things spiral out of control. Like, do you really think you're going to fix this in eight weeks, in 12 weeks? Like, it's just not a reality. 
you have to accept this is going to be a long run. You know, you have to accept that this is a, a continual investment into yourself now. And it's not something you're just going to be managed to achieve in, in 12 weeks and, you know, move on and, and, and do that. You have to flick a switch and, and make sure that fitness is now something that you take, you know, full control of for the rest of your life. There's not an on and off to fitness. There's not on and off the wagon mentality. You know, this is what we have to do to continue to improve. Uh, and of course, in 12 weeks, 16 weeks, you're going to see massive changes to your body. You know, this is a time frame where you can generally start to create life-changing results. But in order to actually stay exactly where you want to be uh, and maintain things and, and generally have that physique, then you have to realize it's going to be more of a longer run to get there. Uh, and embrace the journey and, and really make sure you lock in for the long run um, and you enjoy it. And I think the biggest thing as well is that you have to have that, that genuine change in identity. Um, you know, when you get to the end of, uh, of potentially, you know, your dieting phase, your reverse diet, you're not that person you were at the start. And people sometimes fail to, to think this. They, you know, they think that when they've lost 20 kilos, they can go back to eating, uh, you know, two dominoes at the weekends and, and, and six pints. And they think that that's going to be okay. You know, let's not even mention the fact you've lost 20 kilos. So you're now way lighter. Your body's not going to be able to actually take that much food, but you know, this is not you anymore. This is not the identity that you actually chose to be. And if you do that, then of course, you're just going to end up going back to your old ways and old habits. So you've got to think like that person that's just dropped 20 kilos, that's just dropped 10 kilos, that's just got into the shape of their life. The person that's now got a six pack, the person that's now running sub 20 minute 5Ks, you know, that's how you've got to think. I'm not the person that, that, that was unconfident, out of shape uh, and, and just, you know, wasn't fulfilled in life. Make that identity shift, make that change, that, that internal uh, behavior rewiring, rewiring, that's what you need to do. You need to generally sit down and make sure that you don't think they're that person that you were before. And this just comes down to having high standards, guys. And this is something I want to talk about on another episode. You know, what is it that's, what, what are high standards? What are some of the things that you've got to make sure you do? But generally live to high standards. Like you have to make sure that you don't just lower them, like depending on, on, on who you're with, or what time of year, like live to standards that generally will keep you in shape for the rest of your life. Operate with, uh, you know, rules, guidelines that will keep you in shape. And I think that having the, having high standards is an absolutely essential part of having a great body and having a great lifestyle and great health. And the last thing I was going to say, guys, is remember, you do not need to be perfect. And I think I've already touched on this a little bit in this podcast, but it's such an important home truth. You know, everything I've said here, you might think this is a little bit overwhelming. Can I do this? You know, how? You do not need to be perfect. Generally, like, it, it, it's a process. You don't need to do something and, and feel like, you know, you've got to give this your absolute all. If you can be 80% consistent throughout your transformation journey, like you're going to get fantastic results. And imperfect action, it's always going to be perfect action anyway. So do not wait for the perfect time to get started. Get started sooner rather than later. And I promise you, you know, you're, you're going to work it out. Whether or not you decide to use a coach, I would always recommend getting some help because it's going to get you there so much quicker. You're going to work it out through trial, error, making mistakes and, and understanding what works. So guys, I'm going to leave it here for today. I'm going to wrap it up. Um, I really hope you take a massive value out of this uh, podcast episode. And I'm really looking forward to taking you on more uh, journeys over this next coming weeks in terms of future episodes. As I say, got some amazing guests lined up and I'm really looking forward to uh, bringing these guys on. So what I'd really appreciate is if you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, share it to your story, tag me, Chris Wright PT. Uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, make sure you're following and subscribing and uh, I'll be coming in next week with a new episode. Um, guys, take it easy 
and I'll see you in the next episode.